The Accident Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Accident Mortgage, an equal housing lender at MLS ID 255368, and Accident Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Accunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Accunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Accunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome to the Accunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, the father and uh, owner <laughs> yeah, of Acuna Mortgage and Acuna Realty Advisors, here along with my son, David Wickert. What are you calling yourself this week, David? I'll be Chief Millennial Loan Consultant. Oh, wow. You, you, I thought you said that millennial was a naughty word. It is, but I'm going to embrace it, so okay. it's all good. All right, Chief Millennial. Good morning. Loan. Hey, good morning. We haven't done a show in a couple weeks. No, no, you're right. I kind of did one. I did one with Jerry, then you did one with Jerry last week, so thanks for filling in without me. For sure. I listened to it, and... You did a good job. You gave me notes. It's yeah. all good. Well, I gave a couple of tips. Okay. But anyway, the big uh, story in mortgage lending this week has got to be the Fed cuts rates. So the Fed cuts cut rates by a quarter point. Now, David, does that include, do they, does the Fed have control over 30-year fixed mortgage oh, rates? Oh, yeah, totally. Everybody's rate went down immediately by a Boom. quarter. Yeah, no, not true. The Fed, when, the, when we say the Fed cut rates, it cut one rate. It's called the federal funds rate, and it is the interest rate that... Banks get to pay to the Federal Reserve for parking money overnight. Yep. And the general idea is uh, the higher the interest rate, the more the bank wants to put the money to work themselves and like lend it out to people rather yep. than shoving it over to the Fed overnight and having to pay an exorbitant interest rate. Yep. What was the lowest the Fed funds rate's ever been, David? Uh, zero. That's right. And it was your, I just made you look this up so I know you know the answer. How long was the Fed funds rate at zero? Uh, it was from December of uh, 2008 until December of 2015. So, so for eight seven, years. Seven years. Seven years. Yep. You, uh, interest rates were at uh, zero. Well, the zero. Fed the funds Fed rate funds rate was at zero. And hence the prime rate was at three and a quarter yeah. for that whole time. So there is a correlation, folks, between the Fed funds rate, because that's overnight, and the prime rate. The prime rate's also overnight. Now, if you have an adjustable home, if you have a home equity line of credit, there is a 99% chance that that is tied to the prime rate. Yes. And so on your next monthly statement, you will see that your rate, if you are borrowing at the prime rate, yep. your home equity line went down from five and a half to five and a quarter. That will save you on a $50,000 balance. Are you ready? Wait for it. $10.42 a month. You can get the guacamole at Chipotle. There you go. Now, the 30-year fixed rate doesn't really last for 30 years. That's way out at the far end of the yield curve. Yes. Uh, I just read an article or a news clip from the National Association of Realtors. People selling their homes in June uh, had lived in that home on average. Ooh, ooh, oh, you, I saw your mouth. Eight Eight and a quarter. Yeah. Eight and a quarter years. That's a record, which also speaks. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. That's, it used to be like six or seven. Hmm. And so it's, people are staying in their homes longer, um, which is a problem for inventory. Correct. Right? We need people to move more often to yes. loosen up that inventory. Um, but the other moral of the story is 30-year fixed rate loans don't last for 30 years. Correct. So they, they tend to track more like a 10-year treasury. Now, the 10-year Treasury bond, and we did see the interest rate come down on the 10-year Treasury and a little bit on mortgages, but it wasn't because of the Fed rate cut. In no. fact, mortgage rates and the 10-year Treasury interest rate went up yeah. right after the announcement on Wednesday. And why was that, David? 
Well, it was already baked into the cake. No, the no, but Fed- why did why did why the, the Fed chairman said something they, that they weren't maybe going to accelerate future cuts as fast as some would like? I read that he said this is a one-time thing. Uh, Don't count on any more. This is a mid-cycle correction. Uh, you read okay. this well, read but the in statement. the press conference, oh, okay. said, I, I didn't see he that. really tried to make it clear that folks, we're not cutting any more rates this year. All right. Okay. But guess what? The market doesn't believe him. And 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 I'm going to just give the, the punchline here. Go, oh, go ahead. You get the read statement something? says it will continue. To, the Federal Reserve will continue to monitor implications and will act as appropriate to sustain yeah, the yeah, expansion. Yeah, yeah. But in the press conference, okay. then Jerry, let's call him Jerry, Jerry yeah. Powell, he, he came out and said this is a mid-cycle correction. It's oh. a one-time thing. This is just an insurance policy, uh, an inoculation. Okay. Don't count on more for the rest of the year. That's just job. Uh, and so then on Thursday, though, the real news that moved mortgage rates down a little bit was the Trump announcement on another 10% tariff on, on $300 yeah. billion dollars worth of Chinese goods. Yeah. That's what... On September 1st. That's right. So so Powell saying that the uh, he wasn't going to do more rate cuts the rest of the year, followed by... Mm, more trade tariffs. That's what pushed ten-year government bond yields down, and then consequently mortgage rates. Mortgages a little bit, not a quarter point. No, 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 not like that. No, but we've had a lot of people call us up and say, "Okay, hey, hey, are rates down a quarter?" No, the answer is no. In fact, I had one good customer who, and I just looked this up and emailed him this morning. He's like, "Hey, so can you lower my rate? We're helping him buy a home in August." And I said, "Well, you know what? Here's the rate quotes that I gave you from July 15th." Before the Fed Before rate Before the cut. red kick. I was offering you 3.75 with six-tenths of a point, mm-hmm. which is exactly what the Freddie Mac survey was on Thursday. Oh. Was 3.75 if you're willing to pay six-tenths of a point. I said, I already offered you that on July 15th. Mm. So, see, really nothing happened. Mm. But I'll continue Flat. to monitor That's just fine. in case it does. All right, when we come back, uh, we are going to talk about the first time ever that I have had to walk into a closing room with the, the buyer seated there, ready to sign, the seller's in the other room. And I say, I'm sorry, we can't close your loan today. We'll tell you why when we come back. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right. If you've got a comment or a question, you can reach us on the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line, which is 414-799-1620. Hey, before we talk about the one and only time I can remember calling a halt to a closing, just as it was about to get started, just a quick update on where interest rates did finish the week at low overhead Accident Mortgage. On a 30-year fixed rate with 25% equity and all the other right stuff, we could offer a 3.875. Rate that's with no points and nine hundred and ninety dollars of total loan costs, uh, that making the APR three point nine one. Over on the fifteen-year fixed side of things, uh, three point three seven five with no points, making the APR three point four three. And so, just just a reminder, you know, notice that both of those numbers start with the number three. Uh-huh. So if you're carrying a balance on your home equity line, or your first mortgage, or your first mortgage, but I was just going to say. You know, if you're carrying a balance on your home equity line, that probably starts with the number five. Mm-hmm. If you can trade in debt that's, you know, costing you five and trade it in for debt that starts with a three or even a four, yeah. you know, maybe it's worth taking a look at. Win. And we can figure out 
all the math for you. You don't have to sit there with a calculator and say, is it worth it? But I will tell you this as well. Size does matter when it comes to refinancing. You know, if you've got a $50,000 balance. Hard to move the needle. Right. If you cut your rate by a half a percent, that's only 250 bucks a year. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to have some, like I said, 989 $980. Manufacturing costs. Yeah, manufacturing costs. Yeah, but if you've got a $300,000 loan, well, gosh, you know, uh, it only takes a third of a point. You yeah. know, less than a half, a half percent is 1500 bucks a year. And then a lot of people get hung up, oh, I don't want to restart my mortgage. Cool news. We can customize the number of years remaining on your loan. That so you, blows people's minds, by the way. It does. Yes. Okay. Oh, on the front. What? Yeah. I don't have to. Yeah. If you've got 27 years left and you don't want to do an air quotes, go backwards. Yeah. No problem. We can give you 27. You want to cut it down to 25 and keep your payment the same and just accelerate. You know, lop off two years. Yeah. Sure. We, I used to call that the uh, deuce. What? I forget what the first two was. Lop for. off two years. Lop off two years. And uh, I forget what the other part was. Anyway. All right. So now we're going to talk about how I called a halt. Uh, to I can't close. remember you doing this. I can't in remember. The, yeah. In 20 years. And I think this is going to take two segments to explain, but I'll try to do my best to uh, it set it up. Here we go. So, and by the way, the moral of this story is that real estate agents, if you haven't done something before or haven't done it in a long time, get a second opinion from somebody, your manager, an attorney, the title company, because here was the problem. The house being sold is close to a lake, not on the lake, but close to a lake. Okay. And it's being sold, the, the lot that the property's on, plus two skinny lots on the lake for water access that's right i got you so how many lots is that david that's three that's three lots all right and they're not contiguous they don't touch each other yeah there's a road and some other lots in between so that's a little weird yeah right um the problem is that the county on the property tax parcel description so it's like okay what do we believe to be this one chunk of property that we're taxing? this one ownership well, yeah it's the house lot the two skinny lots on the lake and another two lake lots. So what's that a total of? Five. Five. So we get to the closing, and we're thinking as the lender. Uh, they're all wrapped into one. Yeah, we're saying, okay, you're you're yeah. buying all five. Um, and it turns out that they were only trying to buy three. And, and here's the rub. The listing agent described the property incorrectly is the way I'm being told she described it in the mls as the lot that the house is on plus two lake lots and what she should have done is describe it as the lot and given like the parcel description minus the two lots that were not included mm. so in other words you start with the way the property is at the moment you're listing it oh it's all six or i'm sorry all five lots yeah so you say it's all five lots minus two Got it. not uh, the house plus the two. All right. When we come back, we'll tell you a couple more details about that and how we're going to try to still make it happen. When we come back, you're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. All right, so we're talking about a closing. The only time I've ever had to do that in 20 years of owning Accident, where I had to walk in and said, I'm really sorry we can't close. And it was because the sellers were trying to transfer ownership on uh, three lots 
but uh, and that's the way the deed was prepared. That was the document that's prepared by the seller side, and that we didn't see until like 15 minutes before closing, yeah, yeah. where it said, "Hey, it's these three lots that are being transferred," and we're going like, "Wait a minute, the tax bill says there's five. Yeah. So what's with that? Yep. And so they got a match. Well, it gets a little more interesting. Uh, this property happens to be in Washington County, because usually when you're starting with you know five pieces and trying to go to three you get that dividing done prior to closing for sure that's the way we've always done it and it just kind of makes logical sense right well washington county's telling the seller oh we can do that after just go ahead and close transfer only the ownership on the three lots and then we'll take care of dividing off the other two lots after you close no worries so we're not sure that's going to work for us as a lender. No. We're working on it. Oh. Because here's my argument. I'm going to say, well, the only bad thing for us and our uh, buyer is that they're going to end up having to pay taxes on all five lots this year, right? Because right. it's all one lump and the yeah, county's they, not going to get this it. done. You're right, right. Well, and, and that's why the seller at the closing table probably wasn't willing to close this week because they wouldn't have had a leg to stand on well, there's another reason why why we don't want all four uh, lake lots. Yeah. And by the way, just like the house and the two lake lots are not contiguous, the four lake lots are not contiguous. Uh. It's like lots five and six are being excluded, and then nine and 11 are being included. Sounds like the details matter in this oh, mortgage yeah, yeah, business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the weird thing. Why the buyers don't want lots five and six is because there's a lot line dispute with those <laughs> and this often happens when you're on a lake like you know i live on a lake and and when i went to buy my house i had to get the seller to acquire another inch of property oh. from our next door neighbor so that i get a full hundred feet because that's a conforming lake lot 99.9 oh. .9 feet is not a conforming lake. thank lot. you barry but what happens then is oh well did that lot line have to move another inch on the other side of him oh lakes are off this is called meets and bounds uh, measuring of a lot where you wow. say it's so many feet from this point and then go this many degrees and this many more feet over here anyway the, the these buyers should not and do not want to acquire the lots on which there's this boundary dispute for sure because that's like buying trouble yeah so the other interesting thing and then i will talk about something else is that the appraiser doesn't seem to have given any value to any of the lake lots which strikes me as amazing I couldn't find it anyway in my review of the appraisal report. Yeah. But the appraiser describes this property as including all five lots. So we got to go back to the appraiser and say, hey, if, if we lop off five and six, lots five and six, does and that just affect your opinion of value? Well, and the other thing that we can't do is have closed these people owning all five and then they later on go carve off Correct. five and six because we would have been covered yeah. so that's not even going to happen though because they don't want to well, i know but that was an i i think that, that was an idea, idea that somebody floated that was like we can't do that just convey everything and then we'll lop it off later yeah. right once we encumber the whole you cannot divide up and sell off a piece of the collateral right. all right so there you go details matter and and the takeaway again is that if you haven't done something and we're not totally blameless in this right because we could have done a little bit more it's not really our primary responsibility. The The primary responsibility lies with the seller and, right. the, and the listing agent. To show documentation that, but, look, we can split these in half. Yeah, and of course, the seller is just a regular person. They don't know. They're relying on research that they did, and the county told them it was fine. So now, luckily, nobody's all upset, which is great. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like they had moving trucks lined up and all this stuff. So 
Yeah, All right. Well, uh, that's what you get at a local mortgage company because sometimes the boss does need to stop in at your closing and for, for better or for worse. Yeah. But at least, well, I think that was a real value in having the chief explanation officer stop in and say, why? look, I'm sorry I have bad news, yeah. but I'm going to tell you why. And here's how we can still try to get into the end zone. Not today, but maybe in the next couple days yeah. or weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Because they did then extend the uh, offer yeah. for, I think, four weeks just to allow some time to get this worked out, which is a good thing. All right. When we come back after the news, uh, I think I want to tell you about how hot the condo market is in Waukesha County. Usually you think of condos being in Milwaukee County because that's where most of the condos are. But I've got a story to tell about the hot, hot, hot Waukesha condo market when we come back. Expert advice on buying a home. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right. So there is definitely a shortage of affordable homes. Uh, not only in Milwaukee, I, I was on WBBM News Radio 780 in Chicago on Friday, David, and they were asking me about, hey, um, it was Rob Hart, former WTMJ Come on. radio personality. Rob Hart was doing the noon business hour. And so one of the questions he asked is, hey, uh, you know, what's happening with interest rates? So I gave him that scoop. Another one was, boy, so what's with inventory, you know, let's say under 400000 And I was able to share with their audience that in Chicago, Home sales were down 11.5% in June, Ugh. mainly because of lack of affordable inventory. Yeah, people want to buy. There's I was just... also amazed that the um, median sales price in Chicago in the nine-county metro area was only like 275 And in Milwaukee's five-county area, it's 255 hmm. I would have thought that Chicago's metro area would have been substantially higher for sure and then the other question he asked me is well what about all these mcmansions you know that are 15 years old now and are listed for a million or more will this drop in interest rates help move those to which i said absolutely not yeah no no that ain't gonna help the problem because you have to be able to afford well yeah and that quarter point isn't the affordability problem no and the real problem with the million plus or let's say in the milwaukee area 600 and up if you've got a 15 or 20 year old home the design of that home is not modern it's likely to have the cut up design yeah. meaning i have a formal dining room i have a den i have a living room and what people in that price range want now most people is open concept yeah they do not well, want or they want it the way they want it yeah. when they buy it That's without right. having to put money into it so the little drop in mortgage rates that we're seeing is not going to help the McMansion. All right, well, so speaking of tight inventory, you normally think in the condo market, Milwaukee County is the king county of yeah. condos. That's where most condos are. But we've got a friend and a client who uh, wants to buy a condo, a ranch-style condo, and one came on the market last weekend. And because he's a friend, uh, he called me up and I put together a rock solid pre-approval for him. And he had actually given me some of his stuff before because he was looking at yet another condo. Well, anyway, he wrote an offer. This place was listed for 520 Okay. And he wrote an offer for 540 So 20 grand over the listing price. Yeah. How to show you're serious. That's right. And then after we talked about it, 
he, I had verified enough assets, even though he didn't want to do it. And this is something we do all the time. We say, I said to him, let's call him Bob, not his real name. Write it with a $200,000 down payment. That will show. That is strength. And he didn't have to sell his existing home. Yeah. Right? Just... So it's like, okay, great. And then, so he's like. That's a slam dunk. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then no appraisal, no, I'm sorry, no home inspection contingency because the place is only three years old. And they knew somebody who owned another unit and it was good quality construction. So they said, okay, I'll take that obstacle off. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, he modified the appraisal contingency to say it only has to appraise out for five fifteen, five grand less than the listing price. I'm offering five forty. It only has to appraise for five fifteen. I'll bring the difference. Huge down payment. Did not get their offer accepted. Are you kidding? That's about as the only thing I can think of is that somebody either wrote the same price with no appraisal contingency whatsoever or it was a cash deal. Because that is about the strongest offer. Wow. The only thing strong would have been no appraisal contingency, and we talked about that, but the comps, because there are so few sales, could be tricky. Mm. And so it was a matter of, well, hey, if it comes in at 500 you still want to buy it for 540 you know, because you're going to have to bring more money. Anyway, that's how tight it is. I really thought they had a great chance for sure. of getting that. But that's how tight. Someone just brought their checkbook is. to write yeah. the offer on that house and yeah. cash. Because the ultimate offer, folks, is I will pay you cash. And then you have to prove that you have the cash to buy. For sure. Right. So you have to kind of lift up your skirt and either give them a letter from a lender or a financial institution, or you got to give them copies of your asset statements with the account numbers blanked out, of course. Yeah. Showing that you can actually write that big check, you know, for f half a million or whatever Oof. you're going to offer to buy. So kind of disappointing because it was really a nice unit. And, oh, but they had five offers. Wow. Five offers. So even, yeah, from half a million on down, it's tight. Yeah. So, boy, yeah. Good time to sell. Uh, and, you know, we want to help you be the best buyer that you can be. Hey, you know what? Let's talk about that after this break. I've got a kind of one-and-a-half time First-time home buyer. One one of the people is not a first-time buyer, and it's a married couple, and the other one will be. Oh. And um, so let's talk about how we're coaching them to be not afraid, as the old hymn goes, mm. be not afraid to offer more than the asking price. We'll tell you about that when we come back. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Helping you find a place to call home. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, so um, I'm working with the daughter and son-in-law of a past client, and that's one good thing about being in business for 20 years and really kind of a cool privilege is when your clients and friends send their daughters, or in one case, we have a good real estate agent who sent his granddaughter. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah, Dave Delahunt sent his uh uh, granddaughter he said he wants to be in business another 40 years i just I liked it yeah so there you go good job dave yeah so thanks dave uh dave came to our 20th anniversary party on thursday yeah yeah hey we're 20 years old in one week today Woo -hoo. Woo -hoo. made it made it okay so anyway so this uh young lady and her husband uh the husband had a condo to sell and they wanted to sell that first before they bought their new house fine and, and so wouldn't you know on the day of closing where they're literally pushing back from the condo sale and they've got like a fresh 20 grand that's about to be deposited into their account. And they're living with some in-laws, one okay. of their in-laws, I forget which one. And so it's like, 
house comes on the market in the area where they want to buy, in the price range where they want to buy. Mm. And it's listed for two sixty nine nine. And so it's like, well, okay, our agent, they got a really good agent, buyer's agent. It's like, well, we got to, uh, you know, offer at least the asking price. For sure. It's like, okay. At that price range? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, two sixty nine nine. And so, so I had one of our consultants cook up for them. Hey, don't be afraid to overpay. So check this out. If they write five grand more and bring the exact same dollar amount to closing as they would if they wrote at the actual offer price, their payment would go up. Are you ready? Twenty four dollars. So it's worth it. So instead of sixteen oh seven per month, including taxes and insurance, it'd be sixteen thirty one. If they paid ten grand more. Um, it's $48 more. This is, it's the leverage of the borrowed money yeah. spread out over 30 years. It doesn't, it's not 10,000 more dollars out of your checking account. That's right. And I'm not even increasing the checking, the amount brought to closing is the same. Now, the other clever thing about this particular situation, which they embraced because we did one of those go-to meeting sessions where sure. they looked at my computer screen and I laid this all out for them. This is a special circumstance where putting less than 20% down gets you a better deal than putting 20% down. And it's because, and this is, again, you know, what the kind of level of uh, expertise that we deliver, whether you're talking with me or any of our 11 loan consultants at Accident Mortgage, this, by leaving the husband... They're both teachers. By leaving the husband off the application, okay, we're, you know, I should say this, by leaving his income off the application. So he's still on the loan. He's, he's still on the title. Out his income. But by not using his income, which is changing anyway, by the way, huh. they still qualify for the very cool and special Fannie Mae Home Ready program. And that now is only available to borrowers earning uh Less or qualifying on less than $65,840. That's right. In most spots in Milwaukee. Yeah. And that just got clipped down. Yeah. Right. It used to be $77,300 and it just got reduced. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are shrinking the eligibility for that super cool program. And so, by the way, even though they don't have the top notch credit, they have second top notch credit, but because of the special treatment, when you put 19% down and have a thin little layer of private mortgage insurance, they are going to get, if they get their offer accepted, 3.75%. Giddy up. And that's with no points and $1,200, $1,263 of total loan costs. So we hope that, you know, I haven't followed up with them because that was just on Friday. So I hope over the weekend that they. Got an accepted offer. Got an accepted offer, you know. And if they had to pay a little bit more, God bless them. They might write with the you know appraisal contingency, which then gives them the possibility of. I haven't seen as many accelerator clauses lately as I thought I would throughout this summer. I think we're in that time of year, David, where it's the little bit of a lull. You know, some people are on vacation, and which is an opportunity for sure for buyers to get out there and write offers. So sometimes in late July, early August, there's no. This but I little... well, okay. I don't mean just like this week. I mean like the past several weeks and months. I oh. would have thought there would have been more. Hey, if you get an offer, I'll give you a thousand dollars over any other bona fide secondary offer. Correct. That's the accelerator clause. And then if you do write with that, there's two things that have to happen. Uh, if the seller invokes that. They have to give you a redacted copy of yeah. the offer they're using to jack you up. Yeah. Well, but again, you win as, as a buyer. Hopefully. Let's just point this out because we talked about this on that condo deal. 
uh, I talked about it with the attorney who's writing the offer and our buyer. If you write with an accelerated clause, the seller can just come back with a counter offer and say, hey, um, you know, let's say that my condo buyer had said, well, I'm offering you 530, but I'll beat any other offer up to 540. Yeah. The seller can just come back and say, well, guess what? I'm going to counter you at 540. Okay. Without an offer. Well, but like. So the, then to, the seller comes back to you, and you have the opportunity to say yes. That's right. That's the value. Yeah, I agree. All right, but in this case, you know, the guy, my buyer, just went right to their top number. Yeah, didn't mess around. There was no additional care. Well, anyway. yeah, yeah, maybe. Anyway, all right. So that's how tight it is. You can't be. You don't need to be afraid to overpay, and we can help you quantify how painless that is to overpay by a little bit in order to get the house in this tight inventory market. All right, when we come back, we're going to tell you about um, how we raised some money for Milwaukee Habitat this last Thursday at our 20th anniversary party. We'll give you that detail and just remind you of how cool Habitat is. Uh, when we come back, you're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Don't just find a house, find your home. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. So, you know, if you wanted to think of a theme this year, you know, kind of an ongoing thread, it's affordable housing and how there is a lack of affordable housing uh, in America, in southeastern Wisconsin, in Chicago, you know, in most places. And so if you really want to talk about affordable housing problem, you can think about the lower income folks in the city of Milwaukee, where many, many of our neighbors there are spending over half of their income on rent. And so that's where Milwaukee Habitat for Humanity comes in. And it's, I always like to say and remind people, it's not a giveaway program. You're not getting free houses. The Habitat homeowners, first of all, uh, cannot qualify for a normal mortgage. Right. So that's one criteria. Secondly, they typically make between 60 and 70 percent of area median income. So typically in the 30 to 40,000, 45,000 dollar household income range. And then they obviously have to work. All right. They got to have a job. They have to donate seven 40 hour work weeks of volunteer work. That's called sweat equity. Yeah. Think about that. In addition to your day job, David. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Now somehow you're going to squeeze in seven weeks you know, okay, let's see, I got two weeks of paid vacation. Yeah. How many? So that's after working on weekends. You've got to log, you know, 280 hours of volunteer time. And now lot. your family can help you yeah. for half of it, right? But you personally have to do at least the other half. So working either on your house, somebody else's house, working at the restore, where blah, blah, blah. And so um, Milwaukee Habitat is midway through an effort to build or rehab 100 homes in three years, so we're halfway through, in the Midtown uh, neighborhood, which is between uh, North Avenue and uh, Lisbon on the south, and then like starts at 29th and goes east to about 18th, I think it is. And so there are the cool thing is there are already a bunch of Habitat homes in there from 20 years ago. Oh yeah. So now we're doing a hundred more. Wow. And so we're involved in that. We've built three so far. And so we said, hey, everybody who's coming to our uh, Acunet 20th anniversary party, which was this last Thursday at the Pilot House at Discovery World, which is beautiful. Uh, we said, what if you guys donated 20 bucks per guest? Yeah. We'll match it. 
And, you know, maybe we'll raise 10 grand because we had about 220 people that attended. Mm-hmm. Well, good news is that our generous guests donated $6,500. Sweet. So with our match, we are $13,000 already on our way to sponsor our fourth AccuNet home. That's a, anybody out there who wants to do this or if you have a company, um, $75,000 is what it takes to sponsor a Habitat home for a corporation or individual. It really costs about 120 to build a Habitat home. Yeah. And then they appraise out typically between eighty five and 90000 Uh And so the other thing about the Habitat program is the homeowner has to pay back a low-interest mortgage for the fair market value of the home. So not only do they donate this seven weeks of sweat, sweat equity, equity, they then pay back a mortgage. Now, the cool thing is that it doesn't have any PMI, and there's no down payment. Cool. So that's why we can't beat that. It's true. Right. Uh, so an all-around, all very symbiotic, fantastic program. If you'd like to donate to the Midtown 100 uh, or just volunteer and get involved, you can find out more information at milwaukeehabitat.org. My favorite part is always raising the walls. Oh, when yeah. Out at this site. Like the There's like 13 right. people spread across the whole wall, and you one, two, three, and you lift the wall. Yeah. This yeah. fun. It's amazing what we can do together, Dave. It's true. That's right. It's true. And then putting the trusses up there so we get I've to go out. I've never done the trusses. What? You've done at, the trusses? Oh, yeah. As a house sponsor, then you can go out there and work on the house that you're sponsoring. I and bought this, a framing hammer just you because did. of it's it. It's on your desk. Uh, yeah. Sort of hammering out deals for our customers as well. All right, so that was the feel-good thing of the week. And um, what else can we say? Boy, rates are down, not because the Fed cut rates, but rather because of the Trump uh, tariffs. Additional tariffs. Yeah, additional tariffs. tariffs. Yeah, coming on September 1. So remember, if he pulls back on that, that means rates could slide back up. You know, things don't always go in one direction forever. Well, they also get worse faster than they get better. I would agree with that. Yeah. Rates, I should say. Yeah, mortgage rates. So, so you know, now is a good time to refinance for sure. Uh, we can, we'll do that for you at no cost. We won't pressure you. But let us do the math because sometimes we come up with clever ideas that you would never think of. Yeah, we do this every day. That's right. We're the people with the big Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. And we'll make sure you understand what your options are as well. Still a great time to buy a home. In fact, there's a little bit maybe of a buyer's lull right now. So get out there, get your track shoes on, and let us help you be not afraid uh, to write an aggressive offer. We can show you how little that hurts and make you rock solid. Very, very important. When? You can get started with a rock solid guaranteed pre-approval to buy or a no social security number refi checkup by clicking on that blue button. Thank goodness we got the blue button, new bushings on that because it's been getting pushed a lot. Yeah. You can find the blue button and our phone number at accunet.com. We'll see you back here at the same time, same channel next week. You've been listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.